Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Let the Games Begin with Preston Sapp and myself. What's up, Mr. Preston Sapp? Sometimes me, always you. Hey, I'll take it every time. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Let the Games Begin with Preston Sapp and myself. On today's episode, 100% Dallas Cowboy Talk. Whether you like it, you hate it, that's just what we're going to do on this podcast. So sit back and relax, especially if you're not a Cowboys fan. Just lean back, sit back, and maybe you'll learn something. So we'll get right into it. Get right into it with a lie. Real quick, let's touch base about something that happened Tuesday night. Golden State versus the Pelicans. Now, did you not pay any of the light bills or what happened? Do you know what happened there? Man, I don't know, man. I guess they got connected, by, disconnected by CPS. I don't think CPS extends all the way out to the bay, but you know, but you know what it was, man. When they say he's shooting the lights out, Steph Curry really literally shot the lights out. He legit did it. But what happened afterwards? He didn't do too great after the lights came back on. Investigation time. Now that's that's all I'm seeing right now is investigation. Because legit, man, you ever get in the groove and somebody does something like that? Come on. Now, did the lights take time to come back on like they do everywhere else? Or they come on instantly? Man, I don't know. But my thing is this. What's up with always the lights always going out in New Orleans? I mean, like, remember <laughs> the lights went out in the Super Bowl? Yeah, but the problem and, with that but, is once Super Bowl lights went out, it takes, what, 30 minutes for those big-ass bulbs to, to turn back on. But, you know, the crazy thing is is that the lights went out on both events, the two teams that are from San Francisco. The Ooh, San Fran- you conspiracy. Know, well, even though they're Golden State and they originally were in Oakland, you know, they right. got that new, they got the Chase Arena in San Francisco now. But, yeah, I don't know what's up with New Orleans always hating on teams Pete. from the bay and they just want to turn the lights out pay your bills girl pay your bills boy yeah that was weird man but you know it just shows you once you're in the groove you're out do something like that but yeah we just want to bring that up real quick to let you guys know well i this will kind of date this podcast a little bit but that's weird man just turn it Someone's hey on fire. You turn the lights off. Hey, man, real quick, man. Lonzo, man, on this another side. No, man, Lonzo, man, he's showing improvement, man. He went off. I guess they should have drafted his younger, his baby brother to the league a few years earlier. He probably still would have been in Los Angeles the way he's balling. Boom. I mean, like, God, his, his, first of all, his shooting uh, motion has gotten better. He's, he, you know, I mean, like, he's actually legit scoring. I think he set up there and put up 33 points in that game. And, I mean, like, he's always been an assist assassin, but I mean, like, golly he really is killing it right now but i mean like they have a coach that they shouldn't have right now or they'd be better because the nba is really trying to push this zion narrative but zion can't even make it into the playoffs (laughs) i mean it's just money i think he's a he's the atypical person that you want to see be successful in the nf in the nba so it's just one of those things for ratings Lonzo Lonzo really doesn't have the look neither does this kurt it's just like okay Man, they, Lonzo, they good, they good, but Lonzo had all the hype coming out of UCLA, he did. mainly he because did. of his daddy, of course, you know, running his mouth. But he had all the hype, and Lonzo was somebody that I actually believed in, and I still believe in Lonzo, and I have hope for Lonzo. He Doge coined Lonzo. He Doge coined Lonzo. I tell you what, though, I do see Lonzo leaving New Orleans and going to the Knicks because now the Knicks are good, and when the Knicks are good, that makes the NBA a lot better and a lot more enjoyable. And hey, with this playing tournament, now you got people actually paying attention to games. I mean, like, LeBron hates the play-in tournament, I, although LeBron, you know, to me, he's the greatest player of all time. I think LeBron hates the play-in tournament now because there's a legit chance that the Lakers might actually be in the play-in tournament, which, really, which is funny, both teams from the finals last year or may find themselves into the play-in tournament. Yeah. 
And if you're in the playing tournament, one play, one team you don't want to play is the Golden State Warriors because why Steph Curry might literally shoot the lights out again. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, guys, that's enough of me lying about you guys. It was just one little quick topic we want to bring up right before the cat. Sometimes, you know, we get to talking right before the podcast, so little little things just kind of leak in. So I lied to you about all the Cowboys talk, but from this point, one, two, three, it's all Cowboys talk. So We may but, lie again. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big, firm believer in lying in a podcast. So I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It's a joke, guys. Chill. So let's get right into it. So Dallas Cowboys, <clears throat> before we get into it, the Dallas Cowboys for this draft, they said, what? We don't need an offense. We got an offense, which they do. And they went strictly defense. Dan Quinn must have really taken over this draft. I mean, like to me, okay, I'm going to tell you this. It look, because you know, I always said that, you know, um, Dallas Cowboys head coach, he looks like Chris Farley. You well, you know, you to did. me, Dan Quinn looks like Beaky Busters from the, Beaky Buzzer from the old Disney cartoons. No, 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 <laughs> no. You know, so it looks like Beaky Buzzer told Chris Farley, hey, step back, I'm taking over this draft. Yeah, fair You enough. know, but to me, the, clearly what the Cowboys wanted to do First of all, you got to sit up there and tie down Jerry Jones because I still think he wanted to trade up and get uh, Kyle Pitts. But I think they wanted to draft a cornerback because that was the most position of need that they needed on the defense. Well, the two cornerbacks that they were eyeing got taken up right before them. See, that's what happens when you let people know what you want to do. They're going to do what they can to stop you. So who did they draft? They drafted the best defensive player in the draft Mika Parsons now the thing is you won't find any tape about Mika Parsons from last year why because he set out due to COVID but the year before at Penn State you pull up his highlights that man was balling and he is going to be the big catalyst of what what the success rate of the Cowboys defense is going to be because you notice too they didn't renew Wolf Hunter's fifth year extension and see that was kind of the point of this if you didn't see the writing on the wall even for us as non-players for the Cowboys just seeing what the linebacker core was just drafted in, it puts everybody on notice. Letting you know, hey, we're unhappy with it. The Wolf Hunter dude, he could have been an elite player for a long time. He had the look, he had the feel, but man, come on. Hanging out with Sean Lee too much couldn't stay healthy. (laughs) It's contagious. (laughs) It's contagious. And sometimes he'll get injured, and you're like, what is he injured? I mean, you couldn't really tell what he was injured for, but it was an injury, and he's out for four games. A stinger. You're out four games? What is going on, man? So, But it put all the defensive players you know, on notice, letting you know, hey, it's, this is what it is. We got to make our run. Like we spoke about last podcast, this is the team that I'm looking for them to make it deep into the playoffs with not a Super Bowl run. It's just a good, solid team. Offense is on point. We just got to get that defense. So with this new inbound you know, cluster of defensive players, how, how do you feel about the defense now? Well, looks like Dan Quinn just drafted length because, okay. I mean, like, okay. what his claim to fame was the Legion of Boom, and okay. that was the Seattle Seahawks defense when they when they won that one Super Bowl and then they were on that great, great run to where, what was it, like maybe three, four years to where you couldn't tell them anything. You know, so, I mean, like, Dan Quinn has a type of player he likes, especially in the secondary. I mean, like, all these guys are long and tall and rangy. Now, the thing is, is that, hey, like I told you before, I'm not paying attention to the draft past the first round. Um, I'm just going to be satisfied with the players we got, see how they do, and then uh, go from there. So, I mean, like, and plus, this is the first time I really didn't like uh, watch a whole bunch of college football this year because really that's my passion is college football, but I really didn't uh, watch too much of it, you know, because I felt like those guys shouldn't have been out there any 
anyway because of COVID. But hey, it is what it is. Um, so, how, how did you feel about no combine? How did you feel not having that? Man, the combine ain't nothing but a swimsuit contest anyway. I'm not watching the combine, you know. But I tell you what, I I, I, I watch I, it. I watch it. Uh, no, the highlights. I watch the highlights. I don't watch the whole time. I'm really not a fan of the combine. I mean, like, hey, you know, because you got to look at it this way. Um, let's say, like, if you let's say, like, if you run a four three. You run a four three and a forty, right? right? That sticks with you forever. You can be trash, but I can tell you what I run every a four, team. Three. I run yep, a four three. Every team knows you run a four three, and so I, you don't think that's important? Because I want to know when I see a cornerback get burnt, and they're like, "Well, he got burnt by a guy that runs a four five, but he really runs a four two. It's like, oh shoot, that guy's fast. He just had a bad day. Hey man, there's a thing called game speed, man. It's true. That you is know, true. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, hey, and like I said, you know, just because you can run a 4-3, that doesn't mean you can catch the ball. Darius yeah. Haywood Bay drafted over Michael Crabtree by the Raiders, in which that's the thing. That's the whole Raiders MO. They're going to sit up there and just draft speed. If you can run a 4-3, there's a good chance the Raiders are going to draft you. <laughs> it has always been like that with those guys. They want speed, 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 speed. But, I mean, like, yeah, we're just going to have to see how these guys do. I mean, like, the Cowboys did set up there, you know, from the reports that I'm hearing. They did reach on some cornerbacks, but, you know, we're going to see how that works out. You know, maybe they'll bring in a, hopefully they bring in a veteran quarterback. I mean, like, Richard Sherman, he's old, but he's still out there. So maybe they consider they bring him in, teach these guys, you know, about the Dan Quinn defense. And that's another thing Dan Quinn did, did too. He's bringing in a lot of his guys. So really for the Cowboys defense and for the Cowboys success, you don't need the Cowboys to be a top five defense. You would like it, but I just don't think that's going to happen to where, you know, I mean, like, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. I don't think that's even happened in the NFL history to where you have one of the worst defenses. Then all of a sudden the next season they become top five. So I think if they're in the middle of the pack team, maybe, you know, get them in the range of between 15 and 12. The Cowboys have a great shot because they also are in that weak division. That is the NFC East. A lot of people are calling it the NFC least, you know, but. We're going to see. I mean, like, I'm not sold on the Giants. I'm not sold on the Eagles. The only reason I'm even looking at the Washington football team is because they have an elite defense. But then again, well, once again, Ryan Fitzpatrick has set up there and convinced the team that he can play football. So he's going to set up there, rob the bank again, and they're going to go. And then the uh, Washington football team is going to roll out with him. But here's what we all know about Fitz Magic is that he'll he he'll be Fitz Magic for five games, and then for the rest of the season he'll be Fitz Tragic. So that's shaping up for the Cowboys to win the division. I mean, like I still don't have faith in it, but I mean, like they'll find a way to win the division at eight eight and one. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'd give them a better, probably a better, a better score for the end of the season as far as eight and eight. I don't think they'll go fifty percent. I think they'll go a little higher, just given you know maybe this year. <laughs> but I think we all feel it. It's this year. All right. So what? Nine seven and one. <clears throat> yeah, that's my score. Nine seven and one. Nine seven and one. Hey, I'll Nine, take it. That put them in the playoffs. I mean, like seven games got a team into the playoffs no, last year. You, you know what? I'll do, I'll do ten wins. I think they'll win 10 wins this, this year. <laughs> Boom. I said it. Quote me on that. Okay. So, so real quick, guys, I'll recap. I won't give you actual names, but for the first round was a linebacker pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Second round, pick number 44 was a cornerback. Much needed. Third round was a defensive tackle on the 75, 75th pick for the round. Uh, come on. Let's English. English. And still in the third round on the 84th pick was another defensive end. 
And the 99th pick, which was in the third round, was a cornerback. And then the 115th pick in the fourth round was a linebacker. And then not until pick 138 did they even pick anybody in the offensive side, which they, they picked an offensive tackle in the fourth round. So pretty much all the picks were dedicated for the Cowboys defense, which was good to see finally because, like you are saying, Jerry Jones always wants to get, you know, bang. He always wants to get showboat. He and wants headlines. Boom. He wants headlines. And I think for the first time, it's time for them to actually just play ball and get ready to play ball. Well, here's the thing about the Cowboys. The Cowboys have always drafted well, basically ever since Stephen Jones took over. Agreed. You know, Agreed. Making, you Agreed. Know, yeah. I mean, like the, like like you said, you know, like we said in the last podcast, you know, um, Jerry wanted Johnny Manziel. What did they do? They set up there. They took an offensive lineman, and then the offensive lineman they drafted, which isn't, you know, his name is escaping me. Why are all these offensive linemen for the Cow- Dallas Cowboys escaping me? Zach Martin. Zach Martin is going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, so Zach Martin is really the anchor of your offensive line. And now I remember his name, too, Tyron Smith. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was listening to the podcast, and I was like, oh, come on. I can't believe he forgot about, <laughs> he forgot about Tyron Smith. You know, so, but, yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, the Cowboys have always drafted well, but it's just something about putting that finished product on the field. I mean, like, really haven't seen the Cowboys have a really uh, transcendent season ever since Dak and Zeke's rookie year where they went 13-3. and three. You know, but then look how that happened. You know, they lose to A.A. Ron because the defense can't cover. Boy, still upset with that. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, so, I mean, like, the Cowboys, like I said, they've always drafted well. They focused on the side of the ball that really needed to be focused on. You really don't need that much offensive help. Hey, but I'll tell you this, though. I won't predict a record, but I'll tell you this, though. Zeke is going to get back into elite form. I hope so, man. I hope so. I always like when we have an elite running back, and it just felt kind of, you know, it just felt like we haven't had that. As soon as a a player gets paid, I don't know if it's too heavy. You know, the crown is too heavy, like you said, and the payment just kind of drags you down. Hey, man, don't put your wallet on the field. Leave it on the sidelines. How about that? I guess it's hard to do. I guess it's hard to do because we see every player get paid. Now, D-Law, I'll give it to D-Law. If you watch film on him, man, he is actually doing what he needs to be doing. Now he's not getting the sacks and getting the, you know, the the kind of generating the kind of damage he needs to. But if you watch him, he's a very structured player, man. He's not missing he's not missing any any requirements or duties that he needs to be doing on the field. He's actually causing a lot of havoc in his own way. But he needs to be getting those sacks, man. That disruption in, in getting those sacks is very important. That's what he's getting paid to do. And really probably not even <clears throat> sacks, but just really pressure. The pressure, yeah. I mean, because his I'm assignment's a, on point. He's on point with his yeah. assignments. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer of this. I would much rather have a front, uh, firm and destructive front seven than an elite secondary. Because, I mean, like, yeah, you can have the best two corners, the best free safety, and the best strong safety in the league. But, I mean, like, if your defense, if your front seven isn't putting pressure on that quarterback when he's slinging that thing, you know, every cornerback's going to get beat. Every defense is going to get beat. It just happens. But, you know, it's all about pressure. So that's why I say, especially with the secondary that you have now, if you set up there and fortify your front seven and make sure they get pressure, hey, it's going to build It's going to build nothing but confidence in that secondary. So where now you know you got Trayvon Diggs, you know, who is your best cornerback, and he's a second-year guy out of Alabama. Hey, he can set up there. He can take a lot more risk trying to set up there and jump on routes. 
and yeah. trying to go for big plays with an interception or, you know, make plays with a batted pass, you know. So, but also, too, it's just that what I think these guys are that they drafted, you know, looks like with their measurables, you know, they're long and tall. And it all looks like they can tackle, which that's what Dan Quinn likes. Dan Quinn likes tacklers and Dan Quinn likes gang tackling. So I expect to see that from that Dallas Cowboys defense. I expect the offense to be on point. Um, you know, but, you know, I can't say expect because, you know, my dad taught me, you know, if you expect something out of somebody, you're going to be highly disappointed. So I just want to see how this is going to, how this is going to transpire. I'm still not going to put them in the Super Bowl category, but I will say that a division win needs to happen. It is right there for the picking. You have the best quarterback in the division. You have the best wide receiver group in the division. You have the best, probably the best offensive line in the division. Um, depending on how Saquon comes back with the Giants, you have the best running back in the division. Now, the thing is, is that your defense is so trash. Right. So, and, and But to be honest, looking at the defensive players on the field, you know, the front five were monsters last year. I mean, they were monsters in by resume. You know, the guys they brought in. Exactly, by resume. By resume. At- and then you see the performance, and it was kind of like shuddering because, like, what is going on? They're, they're, they're not acting like, you know, top performers, elite players. Because they're not just, you know, they're, they're not the Heaths of, you know, free safeties. What is he, a free safety or strong safety? What is he? Uh, slow. Slow. <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not anything like Heath. Which rumor is that the guy's coming back after going to going to Oakland? Apparently, he's coming back. I so don't get ready, guys. Why. Get ready, guys. Can we not find a safety to save our lives? Does no one want to play safety? What's going on there, man? I don't understand. Man, they keep Earl putting Th- them out on the field. Earl Thomas is out there now. I know Earl Thomas may fight one of your players. And, I like it though. I like you it. know. Then have his wife pull a gun on him again. Hey, man, I'm in. You know, but I mean, like Earl Thomas is out there. Pick him up, and plus you can get him on the cheap because he is looking to play. There is nothing like a superstar fringe Hall of Fame player that no one is calling that as soon as he gets on the field, he is going to try to go out there and prove something. And plus two, where did uh, where, where did he come from? He came from the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and who was their defensive coordinator when he was there? Dan Quinn. Exactly. It makes the perfect sense. It makes too sense. much sense. It makes too much sense, and it's a perfect fit. Now, if they get him... Then that may change my asp- my Super Bowl aspirations. Okay, I hey, I I like it, especially if they're bringing back Heath. Apparently, come on, man, let's let the man go. He can let hold the-, the water. He can, and he's proven. And you know, we're talking about the fact that he's not an elite player, but given the fact that we want to you know shame him so much for him to be out on the field as much as he is, he's obviously look. He's around coaches who've seen elite superstars here or there, and they know what a player's capable of. But for him to keep getting put out there, got to give him credit, man. He's he's better than I could be as a, as, a, as a safety. So he has something about him that, I mean, he gets cut and all, but he's still managing to stay on the field. How many guys you see is like, this guy's a beast, this guy's a monster, Does gets cut off the practice squad. Man, this NFL, man, NFL. plenty of them. So for Heath to still be out there, we got to give him a little credit. Man. That's why the NFL stands for not for long. <clears throat> not for long unless you Heath, bro. That guy has something. He has some dirt on somebody. He took some pictures of a of someone, a GM, an owner. He has some pictures hidden in his locker. He don't want anybody to see. He, he, yeah, he must have something. He because has some I dirt. Mean, like, I, like I said, I'm never gonna say a player's garbage, but you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't understand how. 
I, I don't I, I, I don't know. I don't I know. Can't explain it. I won't explain it because all it's going to do is frustrate me. And then I'm going to have more and I'm going to be at a loss for words. And um, you can't be at a loss for words on a podcast. No, sir. That's not good for business. Not good for business. So what else are we missing with Dallas Cowboy Talk? I think the season openers getting closer and closer. I'm getting excited. Uh, we're going to get more details on, you know, how many games are here, what games are being aired where. The schedule's finalized, right? The schedule's, schedule's finalized, okay. but I don't think it's been released yet. Exactly. But I so tell you what, though, It could going, change. It could change. Yeah. I'll tell you what, going back to the draft, I really wanted to see Jerry on his yacht again. That was a flex. <laughs> hey, I, I don't have his voice. I forget what he sounds like. I forget what he sounds like. Man, come on, man. We're talking about, we talking about a yacht? Who doesn't want a yacht? You know, some of these yachts are so big that they have to have a full-time staff living there 24-7 to take care of the yacht for you. So you have to pay a full-time staff to live on there on top of paying all the other expenses on the yacht. How crazy is it, man? Yeah. I'll tell you what, the <clears throat> Cowboys did good at the draft. Like I said, they always do good. But I mean, like... I'll give them an A-. minus. They needed it. What, what would you give them? Yeah. I'd give them... I give him a, I give him a B plus. B plus, that's fair. I give, I give him a B plus, and like I said, like I said, I don't pay attention to the draft past the first round. I'm just going about, well, you're going going by what all the talking heads are saying, and they say they did a reach on a lot of players, especially with the guys in the secondary, the cornerbacks that they drafted. But like I gotcha. said, you know, I just want to see the product on the field, and that's what I'm going to go by. So I give them a B plus. I mean, like I'm giving them a B plus because I mean, like sure they wanted a corner, they needed a corner, there were two there, but the two teams drafted the two corners that they were looking at. I mean, like, yeah, the two corners you need, they're yeah. draft. Yeah. You're, you're originally drafting that 10, and the two corners you, you need go 8 and 9. You Boom. know, yeah. You know, but hey, you know, they got the best <clears throat> defensive player in the draft, and so I'm really looking to see how that guy is going to turn out. Um, but I just don't like. Uh, how the, the moves that they've made in free agency. I think they could have did a lot more, like I said, especially going after Earl Thomas. I still believe that Earl Thomas hasn't been signed yet. Um, we could use him. You know, he fits the defensive scheme that we're, the new defensive scheme that we're going to be running. And um, um, I just think that would have been the best fit. Like, yeah, he comes with a lot of baggage, but I mean, like Jerry likes the bad boys. So, you know, just hoping the Cowboys make it do what it do this year. Perfect. A free agency real quick. Any any duly noticed before we, we get off this cast? Anybody duly noted to, to mention for the free agency? Who do we lose so far? We lost uh, some of our defense. Well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Sean Lee retired. Sean Lee retired. Um, And let's see. Sean we, Lee we lost some of our defensive ends. Yeah, I mean, like, no, the thing is, is that, you know, uh, during the season last year, a lot of the guys that Jerry brought in, he cut. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, he cut midway. He cut midway through the season. Who's Who's the guy from Tampa Bay that came in and hurt himself first during practice? What was his name? Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy. He, yeah, he pretty much just got cut. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. He pretty yeah he pretty much got cut. Um, and then like I said, um, who's been signed so far? Do you know anybody exciting or no? Just no, generic no, nonsense. No, no, a bunch no, of no. disappointment. That's all that like, keeps coming up. So no, I, I was no looking for some. I was looking for someone exciting, but if they're not notable. There's no no need to be even talking about them. So yeah, no no one exciting. That's what I'm saying. You know, I'm kind of disappointed about how you know they handled themselves in free agency. So I guess they're really 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 to look uh, to rebuild within the draft. So but we'll see. You know, like I said, Earl Thomas, Jerry, Earl Thomas, Earl, is still to Jerry, out there. Earl Thomas. The guy's already said a hundred times he wants to be on the team. What else do you need, man? 
Let him come home. Let the man come home. Yeah, he basically told your then head coach, Jason Garrett, come get me. Come get me. Come on. He made himself look like trash. Made and himself he was look on a so playoff bad. team. Come on. And they said, no, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. For a man to come out and tell you what he wants, come on. That takes a lot. Especially you already playing for another team. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, if they sign him, then I will be happy. Like I said, that'll change my Super Bowl aspirations for the Cowboys. So, you know, right now, you know, I still see the Cowboys uh, uh, outside looking in with Super Bowl contenders. You know, so, I mean, like, because, I mean, like, your new team, Tampa Bay, they brought everybody back. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Winning combination, um, might as well. Depending on what the Packers going to do with A.A. Ron, um, they may fall out now. You know, that's going to open up a spot for the Cowboys because, let's face it, a uh, Aaron Rodgers has tortured us for the past few years. I don't even think I've ever seen the Dear Cowboys. Dear Lord. I mean, especially, you know, in the Dak Prescott era, I don't ever think I've seen the Cowboys beat them. They so. can't. They can't. Especially playoff time. It just, yeah. and Aaron turns it up a bit and he has something special about him. So he needs to get the heck out of Tampa Bay or uh, Green Bay and get his butt moving. So, but that's all I got. That's all we got. What are we missing? What are we missing? Anything? Again, let's just focus on notables. If it's not notable, we'll save it for the next time. Yeah, uh, Jerry, I've never been on a yacht, but I like to be on one. So. Jerry, if this podcast gets big enough, we love our Cowboys. We'll come work for you for free for oh. a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks. And then I need a paycheck because my wife will get mad at me. I ain't interning, dog. <laughs> I'll intern, Jerry. How about that? This guy won't, but I will. Mm-mm. I'll bring him on board. Don't worry. But, but guys, that's all we got for you for, for this episode of uh, Let the Games Begin with Preston Sapp and myself. Guys, if you listen to Apple iTunes, please, please, please leave us five stars and do me a huge favor and do us a huge favor. If you can just leave a comment in that little box, it helps us so much in the algorithm. It makes our life a lot easier to grow this podcast. If you're on Spotify and every other platform, Google Podcasts, etc., etc., anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. But if you have an iPhone and you have Apple iTunes, please, please, please give us a five-star review and a little quick review. It helps us grow this podcast. Cannot stress that enough. I'm going to leave a description or a link for our actual YouTube channel on the bottom where you're going to be able to find clips. We're not going to post full shows on YouTube itself just to help you give us a, give you a taste of what's to come on the particular podcast. But please just find us on all podcast platforms. That's the best way to support us. And... See you next time, guys. And tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs>